I'm Dr. Felicia Mebbin, Executive Director of the Center for Public Health Initiatives at Norfolk State University, and this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads. And today's topic is going to be fun, I hope, and also (laughs) interesting, I hope, Mm -hmm. and also related to what you probably were listening to three or four hours ago, music, music, dance, health, maybe the way you think about that, because they're sort of obvious connections, but maybe not. So I'm super excited to have as my guest today one of my colleagues here at Norfolk State University, Dr. Sheila Ward. Hi, Dr. Ward. Hello. How are you? I am doing well because you are here today. Great. I am so happy to be here. Well, thank you so much. So I like to get started by connecting people to people. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your background and training, um, ending with how did you get here to him in Hampton Roads? (laughs) Well, I was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, and I wanted to go away for school. So I went to Indiana University and I followed up with that um, in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I wanted to dance, and I I wanted to study exercise physiology. And after I finished um, with my degrees, um, receiving a a master's and Ph.D. in exercise physiology, along with um, my dance background, I wanted to come back home. Okay. And that is how I ended up at Norfolk State University, because they had a job opening. And I applied for the job, I received the job, and I was right down the road from home, and that's how I ended up in the Hampton Roads area. I knew um, regarding my dancing, I could always get to Philadelphia or wherever I needed to go to continue dancing. So that never bothered me about, you know, not being in Chicago or in New York or Philadelphia during the week. I had a car. I loved driving, and I knew I could go up and down the road. Nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are a lot more mobile than they were a little bit earlier in my career. I Mm -hmm. won't say how long ago. But anyway. (laughs) But how did you know about exercise science? I mean, that's a very Um, specific thing. So how did you know about that? I did not know about exercise physiology at all. I was majoring in dance. I was a health physical education with an emphasis in dance major at Indiana University. As part of the curriculum, um, they had the science-based courses, um, the biomechanics kinesiology course, uh, uh, the anatomy physiology lecture courses. (laughs) And exercise physiology was one of the science-based courses. And I was like, wow, I, I never heard of it. But what I enjoyed about it, first of all, I had finished anatomy physiology. And and, and, then... A year of it. And and those were the courses. So once I made it through that, exercise physiology, because it was more applied, I I could see now um, the application of the anatomy physiology principles uh, that were involved. But it also allowed me to do uh, utilize my math skills. Um, You know, it brought in a little biomechanics. And I was like, this is really Nice. I've said I'm I'm enjoying this. So I really wanted to study black dancers because and and mod, black modern dancers. Okay. A lot of the research in dance was related to ballet dancers and very little on on black dancers. And when I looked at the title of the researchers, 
they were exercise physiologists. Oh, and nice. so now I'm like, aha, they're exercise physiologists. I enjoyed the exercise physiology course. I think I want to go into exercise physiology. And so that's, uh, it was dance that led me there mm-hmm. um, because I was pursuing, you know, my teaching certification in health physical education with an emphasis in dance. Mm-hmm. And because of um, my teaching certification in, in, in health and physical education, I was required to take those science-based courses. Got it. Okay. And had I not been required to take those science-based courses back then, had I gone to a performing arts school, I might have missed out on those science classes. So I I love a couple of things about Mm -hmm. what you said. First of all, Hampton Roads, I mean, it is pretty well connected in terms of being able to get out to anywhere else you need to go, whether you're driving or Mm -hmm. not, um, flying. And then also that you're using your left and your right brain because you're a scientist and a dancer. Yes. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. So what kind of dance are we talking about here? Okay, so I was doing, I started in jazz dance and modern dance and, of course, foundational dances, um, you know, I trained in um, ballet. I started taking ballet I mean, classes. Well, I mean, that's the, and right, that's the, the fa- that is the traditional that foundation, is, that let's is, say that. That is the traditional In the Western dance. world, how about in, that? In the Western how world, and I, and I think we want to, we want to emphasize that. And so, um, I had taken um, a few African dance classes, but, at, you know, at that age, um, being young and, uh, you know, you want to be a professional dancer, you were steered toward mm-hmm. um, what they call codified techniques, okay. structure techniques. So it was ball, it was ballet, it was Graham, it was it, it was um, not Horton at that time. I really didn't even know about the Horton technique, mm-hmm. but like Jose Limon. So it it was those um, Western techniques um, that were taught in mm-hmm. in many of the schools. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got to Philadelphia. Um, that I came across codified African diaspora dance technique. Uh, one of them being the Mufundula African dance technique and, of course, the Catherine Dunham technique. Mm-hmm. I had now no idea right. um, that there were African diaspora codified techniques. Right, um, right. It, it was, it was, that was always why um, a lot of people would say, well, you know, we, we can't have uh, this African dance form or this Dunham dance form in the collegiate setting because it's not a codified technique. Right, right. Well, guess what? Yeah. So all, <laughs> all, of, all of that was, was incorrect. And right. so I'm certified in both the Mufundula African dance technique and the Catherine Dunham dance technique. I um, have my certification and mm-hmm. I'm trying to spread the, the love and the joy of our history and our culture through dance and I can do it from many angles I I am not not limited Um, our history is is in the dance Mm -hmm. our spirit is in the dance the the way we live our dreams our hope it's all in the movements it's it's all in the rhythm it's all in our bodies and it, it, it is okay for us to incorporate it or wherever we want to incorporate it, because it it is is embodied knowledge. It's the way that we connect with our communities, and in every research study that I've participated in, 
people were trying to figure out a way to connect with the community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I looked around and did what just instinctively came to me. And it was I was already connected to the community through dance. Mm -hmm. So it was just a matter of me bringing some of those research projects um, to my dance community and and bringing my dance community to some of those research projects. I was going to say, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That is so amazing. Again, when when I talk to students about um, their careers or thinking Mm -hmm. about what they want to do, we use that term that's used sometimes, uh, your why, your passion. Mm -hmm. and, And that's about honing in on not just what you're good at, but what makes you feel good, yes. what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. what comes from your culture. Because when that is an anchor, um, that's good for your well-being mm-hmm. and you're probably going to be really successful, right? Yes, <laughs> and yeah. so being able to bring that joy. I wish you guys could see Dr. Ward right now because <laughs> when she says that, she feels it. She yeah. means it. And I love that. And um, I I grew up with a, a lot of, um, particularly at the time, young ladies and some young men that whose parents didn't want them to major in the arts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they studied dance from elementary school all the way up through high school. But then when it, it when it became time for them to choose a major, you know, they had they were given the talk. Right. Um, right. And so it's it's unfortunate because you you can live you can make a living through the arts. Mm-hmm. And I just think we need to have a a wider view of the arts and the role that it plays in our lives because it is in everything that we do. Dance is in everything that we do. So right along with science, dance is there. (laughs) Right. That's right. Right. There's a rhythm to Mm -hmm. everything. Right. And that's that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And when you say the talk, you mean that it's like, well, how are you going to pay? How are you going to pay your bills? Yeah, so that's you the, need that to, talk. You need to do something that's serious, something right. that you can make a living at. You know, you you don't want to be a starving artist. All mm-hmm. of those. I I did not have that. Now, you know, my, my sisters and I we were a lot of first generation, mm-hmm. so we were going to college. You you know, you majored in what you wanted to major in, something that you wanted to do. So we we had full support in terms of um, majoring in the arts and and not having at least our family say you need to major in something more realistic. Mm -hmm. Now, I can tell you that some of the people around me, because, um, you know, I I took the science classes, the math classes, you know, all of that in high school. And they wanted to see me in something like computer science Mm or Mm -hmm. engineering or, you know, just a different direction. And the first couple of years in college, I was really trying to do that. I was trying to do something other than dance. Mm -hmm. And then I can remember um, one person said, well, if you have to do dance, could you please go to a performing arts school and not do it like through a physical education program? Well, you know, when when you um, are a praying person mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You, and you pray for your steps to be ordered, your steps are ordered. Mm-hmm. And I ended up um, for a year and a half trying to do something that's, that that seemed smart that was away from dance um, like I said external folks not necessarily my family that thought <clears throat> excuse me that thought 
um, you know, I should be doing I should be doing something else, you know, because I had the intellect to be able to do it. And I remember the day I went into my dance advisor and I said, I am choosing dance as my major and she said to me I am so happy she said I could I I was taking dance classes I was participating with the at that time the Afro-American dance um, company so I, I was doing I was still doing my dance but I was taking all of these other courses for other majors trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I remember telecommunications being one of them and we were working on a project it was a group project and I would always do my group projects But I remember distinctly um, one of the girls in the group, when we were working on the group project, uh, we all had our assignments. And she said, when you all complete your assignments, I give them to me and I will take it and I will put our project together. I'll make sure it has a nice cover. She was so excited about making sure that our project was the best project because that was her field. Um, mm -hmm. That was her area. And I looked at her and I said, well, what would make me want to take other people's work and put it together so that it is it's, it's the best representation it could possibly be. It, that wasn't telecommunications for right, me. Right. And when I, when I saw the joy that she had talking about her major and her career, it was dance that did that for me. And that's when I went in <laughs> to the dance teacher and said, yeah, I want to change my uh, major. I wanted to I wanted to be dance. And of course, um it was in the Department of Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance. Right. And you had to get your teaching certification I in see. order to get the dance. So my steps were ordered for me. Um, I didn't know it. I was just I was just praying. Mm-hmm. And my steps were ordered for me. I followed that path. That path uh, led me to exercise physiology. And, and the rest is, and is history. Are. That is yeah. so amazing. I mean, how thoughtful you were in college. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, to be able to look around and think about the experiences that you're having and mm-hmm. then use that, you know, to help make life choices. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yes. That's really great. So exciting. That's that's great. Listen up, you guys, students and whatnot. <laughs> this is how you do it. <laughs> There's so many opportunities to do mm-hmm. that, too, right, in, in, in a variety of settings. Just sort of to think about who are you engaging with, like you said, what are their degrees? Mm-hmm. If they're doing something that is resonating with you, maybe that's your direction, too. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's a valid way to approach that. Yes. So exciting. So tell us a little bit more about a project or something that then combines the two. Because you're here, you know, it's health healing in Hampton Roads. And I think they're probably the obvious connections in terms of dance can be athletic Mm -hmm. or whatever. But that's not really all Mm -hmm. of what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. So maybe give us an example. Okay, so I pride myself in being a lifelong learner. Pride myself in being a lifelong learner. Um, So I'm always going to workshops and dance, but I'm also going to workshops in education and looking for research opportunities to collaborate with people. And I remember um, one person that I wanted to collaborate, they they were really doing a lot of great research um, on African-American culture, health, wellness, and I met her at a conference, and then I actually went to Philadelphia and met with her. And during our conversation, we were basically talking apples and oranges. And so 
having driven <laughs> to Philadelphia for this meeting, you know, that I had waited several months for, she stopped me and she said, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to stop our conversation right now because I was looking um, for her to mentor me. Oh, OK, I was looking okay. for her to mentor me. And she said, you know, we're talking apples and oranges. And she said, I was finished with school. I had my Ph.D. and I was teaching a class. And she said, my students came in and they were they had all of this new terminology and vocabulary. And I was just like, where, where are you getting all of this information from? And she said that they all said, oh, you know, we're taking this class called epidemiology. And um, she she was not familiar with it, and she stopped what she was doing and actually went back and got her degree in in epidemiology. And so she was talking public health epidemiology terminology. Okay. And I wasn't talking that language. Even though I I had a Ph.D. in exercise physiology, I I knew I wanted um, to do dance and I wanted to do research, I did not have that vocabulary. And that's why uh, when she was asking me questions, I was not able to answer them. Mm -hmm. And what I ended up doing is I wanted her to mentor me, so I listened to her story. If she stopped um, teaching to go back to school to get this knowledge, I could do it too. And so five years after teaching at, um, I was teaching at Norfolk State University. I'd been here for five years. Okay. Um, I went back to school, and I got my MPH in epidemiology. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually went back to her and we did we did a project together. Nice. But, okay. So it doesn't always it doesn't happen right away. Sometimes it doesn't happen uh, the way that you think um, it's going to happen, but it can happen. And then it's OK to stop and to retool and to get some more education. Right. And and to recognize that it, it is a life journey. And so you, you will continue. It doesn't mean you get your PhD and then that's it and you, you never have to do anything else. Right. You know, you have to stay um, updated with the literature. Things change. Um, opportunities that didn't exist five, ten years ago, they become available. You know, new careers happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you just have to take the, you have to take that chance and, and, and be willing to be that lifelong learner. And it, also be willing to say, I didn't know this. I don't know this. I, I need to know this. Let me look into this. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that you don't have to have a Ph.D. for that either. You don't right? have to like have lifelong a PhD learning is, yes. is about whatever level of education mm-hmm. you have being open to learning more. Yes, right. Definitely. So. So can you give us an example of a project? Maybe, I don't know, epidemiology. I mean, that's very analytical. <laughs> but perhaps you could, can you talk about a project that kind of, that combines the two, so the public health and dance? Mm-hmm. So a lot of my um, work, when, when I worked um, with the Virginia Cancer Plan, with the Virginia Department of Health, mm-hmm. and so I was working with um, Chronic Disease Prevention and Management. The, uh, that was the name of the program at the time. And I collected data, I did evaluation, but to get people to give me the data and to participate in my evaluations, the, com- the community activity was dance. Nice. So, 
So I actually, um, I went in, um, I not only trained clients, but I also trained workers um, that worked in different facilities, um, um, older populations, um, of um, mentally challenged populations, physically challenged populations. I taught them how to implement um, physical activity into their programming um, um, with their clients and to use dance as an intervention, use it as an intervention and to collect data to show that uh, dance as an intervention was working. So uh, that was that's one project. And I, and I, I have to say that project because that was the, that was like my first project uh-huh. um, after I graduated with my epidemiology degree, um, being hired, um, contracted by the Virginia Department of Health Chronic Disease um, Division to e- evaluate cancer control. And from that, I was asked to do it for arthritis. I was asked to do it um, um, for their heart health program. Um, so it was several programs, and it, it just kept me um, in that particular aspect of being able to do dance and being able to do epidemiology. And then my big research project happened mm-hmm. when I was able to use um, African dance um, as an intervention with HIV AIDS. And that project was funded by the Office on, on, on Women's Health and yeah, that was that was the big one because it was in writing that I had received funding. Right. And so when I presented um, at the conferences, I was presenting and talking about, you know, African dance and as, as an intervention. Mm-hmm. And so which is probably yeah, a so. first. Right. For those for those crowds. <laughs> yeah. For those crowds. Right. For those crowds. Individuals had seen African dance. People talk about African dance mm-hmm. in a separate setting. And then they'd seen them talk about HIV AIDS and other chronic conditions in a separate setting. But I put them together mm-hmm. and said, I'm, I'm using this as the intervention. And so that was, hmm, you know, let me let me think about, uh, you know, what you're saying and what you're doing. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I think I can buy into that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Right. And and this is the value of having diversity yeah. of training, diversity of thought, mm-hmm. because it is you, Dr. Ward, mm-hmm. with your combination of interest and training that, mm-hmm. you know, that naturally pulls that together. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to have different people in the room. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted the communities. Um, one of the things I worked with is is the data and, and telling them, you know, don't be scared of the statistics. Don't be scared of those numbers. This is what you do. This is how you can go into those databases this is how you can look and because it was me who just finished teaching them a dance class and dancing oh, in the round in the circle and now I'm saying yeah let's just go over to computer let's pull up the you know let's pull up the screen let's pull up the data yeah so you so snuck it, it in there yeah, that's what you, you did you pull, you pull it in there <laughs> and it, it, it you know it wasn't as intimidating or, or frightening to them because we just finished dancing together so now let's do this together oh, and if you need so any great. assistance you know just call me <laughs> right that is so great so what i'm hearing is a is to, like you said it's mm-hmm. a way to engage and then yes. and then people are more comfortable mm-hmm. so when you come for the next step mm-hmm. they're more open to doing that and then also the physical activity is good for you yes <laughs> yes yes and then it's also just celebrating it's also mm-hmm. just helping people to fellowship and yes. you know connect with each other, yeah. things like that. And in 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 our times of um, people focusing on health equity, health disparities, mm-hmm. our history is 
are reside in the dances. Mm-hmm. So and it's not just our history, it's our present and it's our future because we are always creating new dances and, and, and new ways to interact and new ways to move with one another. Mm-hmm. And so that's 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 part of the solution. It is it is part of the solution. Ways for us to interact mm-hmm. and move together and respect one another, move together. I just can't I can't say that enough. People don't move together. They're they're not in sync. And and, and to be in sync and to move together, um, that, that includes thinking, that includes um, you know, sharing of ideas and uh, this whole call and response mm-hmm. <laughs> that is in dance. Um, mm-hmm. so call and response with our ideas. You know, it's it's all related. It's oh, all related. Never thought of it that way. That's mm-hmm. really cool. That's a really great concept. And mm-hmm. sometimes that help gives people entry into what you're talking about. If you can mm-hmm. have a framework around that people naturally relate to, yes. then when you bring in the next concept, mm-hmm. oh, call and response yes. of ideas. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> these funding grants, I mean, that's impressive. You know, To mm-hmm. be able to get funding from national agencies and these agencies means that you have to have a top-notch researcher mm-hmm. like Dr. Ward, mm-hmm. who is, again, training the analysts, because they're looking for a certain, mm-hmm. certain parameter. You can't just say, here's a great idea. Here's two pages. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, so so I kudos. Yay. I'm glad that you're part of this community to be able to, again, bring these wonderful ideas connected to culture and mm-hmm. meet the expectations that people have of science. Yes. Thank you. And so <clears throat> right now, my goal is making sure that the next generation is being trained. And so I work with student health ambassadors as part of the NSU Health and Wellness Initiative for Women. And that that project is actually an out, a sustainability component from a, a grant that was back in 2006. Nice. So the grant was funded from 2006 to 2010. It's now 2022. Mm-hmm. And the components of that grant are still being implemented and student health ambassadors are still being trained. That's great. Which is, again, a feat because sometimes researchers say, "Okay, I've I've published my article. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that is fabulous. So one of the continuing activities is that I am able to have African diaspora dance with live drumming on campus. We do it twice a year in the um, month of November, and then we bring it back again the month of February. And they, they for the last many, many years, they've been held on Mondays from 515 to 630. Just enough time for people to get off work, change into something comfortable, come over to the dance studio on the campus of Norfolk State University. Um, It's free. And to just dance your history. Oh, that's so nice. Now, I have to ask a few questions. Mm -hmm. Do I have to have dance, like, capability? You (laughs) do not have to have any dance training. You just have to be open and, and ready to just have fun and ready to be a part of a community. Okay, that mm-hmm. sounds good. So again, you can come on campus, and where would how would they know where to go? Um, they would be able to go to Gill's Gymnasium. That's where the dance studio is located on the second floor. Um, they will be able to park on campus as mm-hmm. well because it's, it's after hours, mm-hmm. and um, it goes from five fifteen to six thirty. And we have so much uh, fun. If you are looking for something to like get back into the groove, maybe you haven't moved for a while. This is it. 
You have, um, we say in the dance world, you have nothing to prove, only something to share. And, and you know, we're just sharing company and, and good movement. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm putting myself on the spot. I'm going to have yes. to. Hmm. Yeah. February's coming up. I think I'm going to have to get into yeah. that. So February <laughs> 6th and then um, the next several Mondays after for the month of February is, is when it will begin. And so please free open to the public. Bring your children. You know, uh, someone said, well, I need to get a babysitter. I said, you don't need to get a babysitter. You nice. bring the baby right on right. with you. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to move in the community. We're going to move in the community. Nice. And, mm-hmm. and what about attire? You wear something comfortable. That's all yeah. you need to do. Wear something comfortable. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap up here? Any projects coming up or any shout outs to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so, any shout outs. So a, a couple of the things I'm, I, that I'm using African diaspora dance in, in, in include um, sexual violence and domestic violence, um, uh, preventing sexual in-campus in, in domestic violence, um, looking at the role of the pelvic um, where it, it can be a site of a traumatic event for individuals, but individuals can also reclaim that area through movement, through African diaspora dance, mm-hmm. and reclaim their life. And so we um, can use our culture, aspects of our culture, to almost address any issue. We are the solution, our, our culture is the solution and who knows it best we know it best and so we need to stand up and we need to be the ones out there writing about it publishing about it presenting about it and being in the community doing it dr ward Thank you so much for being with us today. That was amazing. I can envision what you're talking about. I can feel your passion, and that's so amazing. I also want to thank you, our listeners. Again, I am Dr. Felicia Mebbin, and this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads.